I didn't know we were recording right now, so I just got to eat my breakfast real quick. Okay. Well, oh, no hurry. Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon. We are the twice weekly podcast dedicated to celebrating the radio show turned podcast, Too Beautiful to Live. My name is Mike Frizzell. I'm in wet and windy Austin, Texas. And on Fridays, we usually give you shows with guests, fans of the show, to talk about the favorite segment as well as their own history with the show. But this is Monday, where we give you a recap of last week's TBTL episodes. Bobby is busy this weekend attending not one, but two weddings, one of which he thinks might actually work. So... I'm back in the captain's chair, and helping me out are two ladies to the north of me in the central time zone, the first of which is just up I-35, one of the most dangerous stretches of freeway in the United States in Dallas. It's Meredith all the way. Mayhan. Hello, Meredith. Hey, Mike. I am joining me from New Brighton, Minnesota, land of a thousand bays, is Ann Lindholm. Hello, Ann. Do you know where you get if you keep going north on I-35? I would imagine you end up in St. Paul. Smack dab in the middle of the Twin Cities. Wow. Does it go through New Brighton specifically? It actually, um, it splits. You have 35W goes around the west and 35E oh. goes around the east. And I am yeah. right off of 35W. Dallas does the same thing. It's super confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, you're dealing with some weather, Meredith. We may be hearing, hearing some uh, thunderstorms yes. in Dallas. Yeah, there's quite a bit of thunder going on right now. So, And we have a Steven storm going on in your lab? <laughs> Can we hear that? Can we get some of that? Yep. Okay. So this is Stephen the cat. Wow. Yeah. He's That's a great. One. Yeah. He's real happy. <laughs> um, I have, I'm in the front room and it is the daytime. So there could be some, if there are any bad babies or bad dogs getting walked down my street, they're going to get barked at. So <laughs> just, just know that we might have a lot of audio spackle today. So. Uh, we're going to have a little LRB business. We'll do the week in review, including a great clip of the week this week. I don't know how much housekeeping there is today. And then one of the ladies here will tell us how to get involved. But first, the LRB business, my personal update, House Hunters, Texas. Where was I last weekend? Uh, well, I was in a car with my wife and my bunny. Uh, we boarded the dogs because it was the first weekend our house went on the market. We went on the market on Friday morning and we had to stay out of the house uh, from 10 to 5 each day. So we took our bunny on some adventures, went out to the hill country. Um, I don't know. We didn't let him loose because we <laughs> they're hot. <laughs> so that sounds like a nice, you know, bluebells are in season right now. So yeah, yeah, the blue like bonnets nice were trip. out. Um, yeah, the flowers, it was, it was pretty amazing. It And our marriage survived the three days, which was good. Um, <laughs> But uh, in the way of business, um, we got an offer on Tuesday morning and we're under contract and the house has been inspected and we're waiting to hear back from the buyer. So um, fingers crossed, it looks like we're going to be able to get out of here on time and get into our new house in uh, Kyle, Texas, the Bay City. I'm sorry, the Cheddar Bay City. (laughs) I'm glad that that this has gone so quickly for you, relatively. Yes, no kidding. it has. I mean, we really worked hard to make it happen quickly, yeah. you know, because we wanted the house to be like 
irresistible. You know, like if you came in, you're like, ah, I got to have this house. And whether or not you were going to be able to put up the price, that's one thing. But we wanted to eliminate like objections over the appearance of the house. So I think you did a great job. It really looks awesome. Thank you. Appreciate it. And and I can't wait to go back to actually living and making it look a lot worse. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, your house, uh, pup date, what's going on with Eddie? Oh boy. Eddie is, he's testing my patience this week. Um, Most of the time he's a sweet, adorable angel, um, but we're having an issue with house training. He's not quite there yet. Mm. Uh, So, you know, I was getting pretty confident about it. Um, We're crate training him. So he's in his crate or in a pen when he's not outside or directly interacting with us. And that's what our trainer told us to do. And so I was getting pretty confident about his potty training abilities. And, uh, the other day I took him outside, we were playing around for a half hour. Oh, no. uh, I brought him back inside and he peed right in front of his crate. Oh, boy. And I was like, come on, buddy. <laughs> like what? <laughs> well, you have to be forgiven of that because, um, it, once you've seen, uh, willfulness in, in uh, potty disobedience, uh, you appreciate innocence because <laughs> when it, That's when the true. weather is bad or it's very cold, uh, I will get up out of bed to let the dogs out and uh, let's not, Who did that? <laughs> God, I hate that so much. <laughs> I'll get out of bed to let the up. dogs into the backyard <laughs> and I hear Ginger trotting behind me and I hear the other one a little bit further behind and, and I open the door and there goes Ginger, but Abby has peeled off for whatever available rug surface she could find. <laughs> Because she doesn't want to go outside in the cold or yep. the rain. I mean, we haven't had anything like that happen probably in the last six months. But but uh, there's nothing like that at like four in the morning. Some willful potty disobedience <laughs> to just really get under your skin. Yeah. Eddie, I mean, Duff and I looked at each other and just said, oh, he has no idea where he's yeah. supposed to go. This is just <laughs> clearly we've done a bad job. And so we still right. got to work on it. So we've made right. a few adjustments to our technique. So hopefully he'll be getting it soon. Okay. And you're in the friend business. Yes, Give indeed, us an update. Do you have stats for us? I do. Actually, I have three things today. I'd like to say something heartfelt, then I'd like to give the stats, and then I'd like to give two facts. Certainly. And so number one, the heartfelt thing is I have been so blown away by um, the reception that I've received and the friendship that has been shown to me. You guys are just so awesome. I thought that the tens were a great group, but... I love the Wagoneers 50 times more. Yeah. This has been yeah. just so lovely. I, I I really felt socially sort of like I've been outside the window for a lot of my life. Kind of, you know, my nose pressed to the glass and looking at everybody inside having a good time. And all of a sudden, I'm inside. I'm in the room. Mm-hmm. And it's so cool. It's just really, really a gratifying thing. So I want to say thank you to everybody. And... Um, you are all precious to me, all my friends. So Aww. very touching. <laughs> with that, let's go to the numbers. And I need Luke's Kai Rizdal impression <laughs> right. right now. <laughs> but uh, this week, I am up another sixteen friends for a total Jeez. of one hundred and sixty-five friends. That is a sixty-eight point three seven total increase. In my friends, since I started on LRV. Yeah. <laughs> and my two facts. Number one thing that happened this week is that Jeremy made me a custom URL. If you were to go to littlebreadbandwagon.com slash friend Anne, that gets you to my Facebook <laughs> friend site. 
<laughs> which makes me really happy. And the second fact is I had a couple of heavy hitters come on board today. Oh, and I, boy. I love all my friends. As I said, you're all, you're all equally precious to me. But this week I was friended by <clears throat> Emily. Wow. Ooh. Yes, indeed. I was friended by David Burbank. Oh, my God. What? Oh. <laughs> Oh, I'm not friends with him. David, you're Aww. my favorite Burbank. <laughs> He's my favorite Burbank, too. It's not even close, really. And as of Friday, I am friends with one Andrew Lewis Walsh. Oh, my god! Thank gosh. you. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Now, how? which direction did that go? It was me. And okay. it, it was a you. long 72 hours because <laughs> I clicked the button on Tuesday afternoon and he did not mm. accept until Friday. And I was already like creating scenarios in my head like, oh, it's okay. I don't have to be friends with Andrew. I don't want to make him do anything that he doesn't want to do. This is good enough. And do, then do I- Do you ever think about withdrawing your your request? Can you do that even? I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, you can cancel it. I had- Not seriously. Let's just give this a little bit more time. And then yeah. as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. My whole life is worth it. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let me know when you send him a personal message. I would I would like to know how quickly he responds because, to me, he's been pretty good on, on Facebook. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Let's face it. He's pretty good at email, too. Yeah. But um, I, I want to know what it's going to take for you to, to take that next step, and, <laughs> you know? Just kind of peek around the corner and say mm-hmm. hi to, to Andrew. All right. I'm not making any promises. No, no, no pressure. <laughs> no. It's got to come naturally. It's got to be something he says like behemoth over and over again and you just get tired of <laughs> And you just have to send that late night message saying, stop saying behemoth. You know, that kind of thing. That's what it's inspires not me. mnemonic right. device. <laughs> right, right. All right. Uh, moving on to the week in review. It's been a long time since I've done this. My notes are not as good as Bobby's, so uh, be forgiving of me, folks. Um, Luke is in Bellingham. Uh, the pod dog, the location of pod dog is now becoming the new weigh-in. That is discussed. Um, and I, Luke, yes, go ahead. No, I was just going to say I like it. Yeah. Well, what? I think we could combine these things because we're so concerned about – Pod dogs wait. Why don't we do a pod dog wait check in? <laughs> uh, that that would stink. I've told you guys uh, about the vet that. Yeah. They say, "Oh, your dog needs to lose some weight." Like, All right, you know, let's talk about her paw first, and no, then we. I can... don't agree with body shaming, regardless of species. Right, right. Even though the dog doesn't know. Right. Doesn't know. Um, Luke is trying to make peace with his body. Uh, he got all of this out of. Somehow they went to look at bamboo and he met some lady who said something rude about Rudy and everyone realizes we have to be happy with the bodies we have. Am I remembering any of this right? I think so. Yeah. Um, if if you feel like going on Facebook uh, and – I mean it's one thing if someone brings a dog to your bamboo farm and you fat shame the dog or body shame the dog. <laughs> you don't need to go on Facebook and, and body shame or fat shame Rudy. So if, if that's what you're thinking about doing today on the Stens page – Think again. And don't tag Rudy, whatever the yeah. heck you do. Don't don't tag her. It's just mean. Um, Andrew calls Luke El Gordo, somehow gets away with it. <laughs> no wonder he's got issues. There was something in there about a Mexican gardener podcast that I, I wasn't yeah. sure how that all evolved. Oh, Luke's yeah. goals in life to, to be fluent in Spanish 
and become a master oh. gardener and then combine those into a podcast. Right. Because you could work on your body or you could work on other things too. Just, yeah. you know, that's just your, your what? Okay. Um, <laughs> that since y'all don't care about sports, don't care about, um, don't care about baseball much. I know, Anne, you, you like baseball a little bit, but I do. Uh, Felix, they talk about Felix and, and Luke uh, lays out all the statistics about ultra, uh, Felix is an ultra premium pitcher, which he is. Um, I'm currently in the middle of watching a DVR game uh, from him pitching yesterday. And there's, I love Felix and I love the Mariners and I can't talk about it. It's just too painful. And so y'all have the benefit <laughs> of me not being able to talk about how awful, awful things are going for Felix and the Mariners. We could talk about how awful things are going for the Twins. Yeah. Have they won a game yet? Two. What? <laughs> they went 0-9 and, and they won the last two and they're on the oh, road up. Thank God. <laughs> now, they're, they're, I would say it's easy when they were 0-9 to say what record they were on pace for, but it gets way more complicated <laughs> once they actually win a game. I actually have to do a lot more math. So I can't tell you what they're on pace for, but I'm guessing probably 20 or 30 wins. No? Well, past history would tell us that in 1991, when the Twins won the World Series, they started 2-9. and nine. Just saying. So, it's a lock. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, the, the funniest thing I saw about the Twins last week was that logo. They just took the... the uh, they took... What, what do they do? You, like, you can't spell Twins without wins, but they took the wins out of it. <laughs> it was just... I mean... People get mean fast these days. It used to be you had to go like 0 and 13, 0 and 14 before shit got really mean. But now just you show any chink in your armor like 0 and 9 and you're you're sunk. But I think you you y'all were taking it well. Stubot seemed to be taking it well. There were a lot of pictures of beer that he was consuming <laughs> during these losses. It's a nice ballpark. <laughs> yeah, brand new, right? Yep. Yeah, nice ballpark, and the weather. Hmm. Probably okay. Huh. Who knows? Um, the This was a pretty uh, – I don't know if this was the top story because I'm too stupid to write stuff like that down. But um, Aretha Franklin saying, Carol King's uh, You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman. Uh, and Aretha was on piano and Obama um, cried while watching it, I guess. And then it, the next day or somewhere somewhere in the press, he started giving DJ tips. <laughs> Does he DJ? Do you think he, like, he's the guy who you go to a party at the Obama's house and he, he the playlist is his or is he actually oh, scratching I bet. records? I bet. He talks a lot about music. He has a lot of feelings about music. So I wouldn't, yeah. it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Is he our coolest president or Definitely. Clinton cooler? No. Mm, no. Obama's authentically cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give I you agree with Andrew. I have the same feelings. Yeah, you know, even if I even if I disagreed with his politics, I probably would have to admit he's he's about halfway slick. Mm -hmm. um, dazzling donor is Kathy in Wyndham or Windham, <laughs> Maine. Uh, which the only the only thing more more boring than talking about state abbreviations and making sentences out of them is whether or not <laughs> ham or um are the way to pronounce towns in New England. So, um, oh, here it is. Top story. Uh, the Naked and Afraid editors say that it takes up to 40 hours to properly pixelate all the uh, bad parts 
of people that are uh, flung around on that show. Do you guys believe that? And why isn't there a program that does this? I think there is a program, right? But why would it take so long? I don't know. It sounds there's... like they're doing it by hand. Yes. <laughs> there's a lot of adjustments needed. <laughs> I guess I believe it. Maybe they don't have the budget. I mean, <laughs> how much money could this show be pulling in? <laughs> Yeah. And there's, there's notes like, I didn't understand the, were the notes from like logging tape or were the notes I like production notes? Editing, like, editing we, notes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So at forty forty two is where the bug bites the for China. Right. right. <laughs> Cause I thought that there might be production notes. Like we're going to need some shots of a bug biting a vagina, you know, either way, creepy notes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I was thinking, because they were saying some guys on the show were like, hey, could you blur me a little, you know, a little more generously? <laughs> and I would, to, to which I would say, don't get greedy, you know, as long as you blur me gently. <laughs> Let's not get carried away, you know, because I'm sure they could blur it to the point where people would be like, come on. Mm-hmm. That's just your knee. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. See, this guy paid him off. Yeah. My favorite part of this whole conversation was Andrew commenting that he would rather die than return home from being on one of these shows. Because <laughs> he would just die of embarrassment once he got home. Yeah. I don't understand the appeal. I mean, I, I guess I guess I've never seen it. So maybe you get hooked on it really fast because, I mean, of course, the the pixelation is fascinating. You know, you think you're watching Japanese porn at first, then you see that the people are white. I've seen snippets of the show and it, it mostly just makes me anxious because they're like getting eaten alive by bugs because they have no <laughs> protection right. on their skin. So right. it's nothing I want to watch. It always strikes me too that, um, you know, the, the, these people are going through something terrible yet. There's people like 15 feet away that are, you know, playing cards and eating sandwiches, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? And I'm always like, could you just help that guy out? And I have that feeling sometimes too, like some like found footage and fight footage and stuff. Um, and even like America's funniest home videos, you see people on the camera long after they should be trying to help somebody who's right. really, really messed themselves yes. up. Can you answer a question for me? What is the end goal of this? Do they get paid for being on this? Is there a prize? Is this just to complete the experience? I don't know. I don't remember. Because they must why- be getting paid because why else would yeah. you do it? Well, from what I understand too, and Meredith, you've seen some of it, they get people that are in like super shape, like Oh yeah, they're all personal trainers. Right. Right. So it's I think to some degree it's like to show yourself off and mm-hmm. you know, and then promote I'm yourself. Sure, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. As seen on mm-hmm. Naked and Afraid, except I will be wearing pants when I come over right. to train you, at least initially. <laughs> um there's some talk of the Oh, oh! The the second top story is NPR on the rocks. Um, they have not handled streaming very well. They've not handled podcasting very well, and they're so they're sort of in a position where they have one real flagship, This American Life, and and what has stemmed off of that. But they've really, you know, the proliferation of pro- podcasting and all that um, outside of their realm it has them scrambling a little bit. There's a lot of talk about. Um, NPR and podcasting this week. Do you, do y'all have any thoughts on this? I really, I liked what Andrew said about 
he likes to listen to the streaming radio experience. I, I don't agree with him about liking to listen to commercials and things, but sometimes when yeah. I'm in the car, I don't want a podcast. I don't, you know, 20 minutes to the target or something. I just want to turn on the radio and get the news and move on with my day. I don't need to learn something. So I really uh, like what he said about that. Yeah, sometimes I'm not in the mood for podcasts. I mostly listen to podcasts, but um, sometimes I want to know what's going on in the world. And I, I really hope NPR is always there. I, It does its dry news format really well, and I, I hope it continues mm-hmm. to do that in addition to whatever else it does. I think it has to get good with podcasts, though. That's what everybody's listening to. I was going to uh, bring up my one go-to public radio joke. If things don't go well and they have to um, have to cut the budget over at NPR, uh, Unfortunately, the afternoon drive time is going to be most things considered. Just won't have <laughs> Some things budget. considered. Yeah, yeah, a few things considered. Things are getting really bad over here. Yeah, we'll I thought it was interesting, interesting, but not surprising that Andrew has such disdain for podcasts. <laughs> yeah, considering yeah. he works on one. He works on two. Two. Right, and and trust me that he he works way harder on that other one. Yeah, than, he than sure this does. one. Um, I guess it's walk your sibling to work day on, <laughs> on Monday. We found something they won't Google for some reason. Uh, let's see. Luke is not comfortable with, uh, uh, I don't even know what this means. Block boxing. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, I know what this means. Um, the signs that say "Don't block the box." They they, they don't. Oh, the intersection. You, yeah, 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 hanging out in oh, an intersection right. or in front of a fire station or something. And I don't know. I mean, he seems to think that in in L.A. it's the car that's signaling and the two cars behind it get to go. Maybe that is in L.A., but I think universally, to me, it should be the car that's signaling and a car behind it. What do you mm-hmm. guys think about this? I agree with you. I think any more than that is a stretch. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a, a turn arrow. Yeah, because if if you've got that one more car going through, that requires more patience and probably more cooperation than the oncoming cars right. are going to want to be providing at that point as they've been waiting for three minutes right. already. So, But I do, and, I do agree with pulling out into the intersection. That was something I had to learn later in life. Yeah. That uh, that's absolutely necessary to hold your spot oh, or else yeah. you're not going to make it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, both both the lead car and the and the backup car yes. need to get out as far as they can. Yep. So, and uh, the um, I think Andrew's the one who threw out the very controversial um, thing that he expects people to signal. They should use their turn signal, <laughs> and uh, I support that as well. That's a revolution. Yeah. I had a colleague uh, uh, come into work one day and she said, I was behind a brand new Jaguar all the way here. Did you know they don't put turn signals in those anymore? <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Um, okay. Tuesday, uh, 2096. I don't remember the title of this one. Anyone can grab that. That would be great. Uh, the story behind the hot dog story. Oh, why wouldn't I write that down? When, when that... When that show was being edited, I couldn't believe that I hadn't been consulted. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could change my voice or whatever, but I need to be on that show if we're going to get the story behind the hot dog story. I was story. looking forward to actually hearing the story behind the hot dog story. I know. And it turned out it was just a throwaway line. It was a tease. Yeah. yeah. It sucked. Uh, Luke is in Bellingham. 
watching two new molehills go up <laughs> on Alabama Hill. Um, the squirrel toy is back. The squirrel toy has made a lot of appearances lately. Yeah. He uses it to call his wife. He uses it to call Rudy. Um, he used it to irritate us and he clearly <laughs> irritates Andrew. <laughs> Andrew gets madder every time. I think that's 95% of why he does it. <laughs> exactly. It's the new cat roll. Yep. Um, Luke remember saying that mad TV would fail just like Twitter and back <laughs> You met um, Jordan Peele at a friend's bachelor party, and Jordan Peele was a cool guy, and probably because Jordan Peele is a cool guy. Yeah. So why wouldn't he be? Um, hmm. Oh, we're back to public radio talk. Uh, they are talking about um, <laughs> the Tin Pan Alley of podcastery. I guess, th does that mean uh, like the Gimlet and... Uh, Airwolf and Earwolf, sorry, and all that. Is I that don't what know what that was referencing. I mean, I don't yeah. know what that means. Yeah, it's a cool turn of phrase. That's why why I wrote it down. But uh, I I agree with them about um, people paying for podcast content. Like Slate always wants you to sign up, and you know you get this extra stuff and that extra stuff. And well, slow down. Let me make sure I want the stuff you're putting out first before i pay for any extra stuff so right i think luke has put put himself in a unique position as he's built this following over many years but if you know if he came out with a new podcast tomorrow and said all right guys it's gonna be five dollars a day um i don't know how much new how many new people you would get you know we'd all just continue paying whatever we're paying to get what we want to get but I, I don't think like even if some super famous uh, politician or or journalist or something came out with a podcast that you know would be fascinating, I think you'd still hesitate to put money up front to get it. But maybe that's I, just I me. would, especially because there's so much out there for free. Mm -hmm. um, I don't feel like there are holes in my podcast life. I have more than I can deal with as mm -hmm. it is. Um, so I'm certainly not going to pay for a new one mm -hmm. that I'm not even sure if I like. Yeah. Um, I had the a fact came out during this conversation that I didn't know. And that was that Luke quit the Bryant Park project before it even went on the air. Yeah. I didn't know that either. Mm -mm. And did you don't, did you know that you were a BPP person, right? Mm -mm, I was not. Oh, you were a wait, wait. Mm -hmm. Okay. But people Had, obviously you, knew him from there. So he he served out some time, it sounds like. But he yeah, he absolutely did. I, I knew because uh, Emily was a listener and she's talked about it, how mm -hmm. horrible Allison Stewart was <laughs> and how overproduced the show was when they had lots of talented people. And if they would have just let them talk instead of trying to program it to death, that it could have been something. But um, Luke obviously felt quickly that it was going to be garbage and quit and that had to be an awkward month or two on the air yeah. after you've quit the show I'm, I'm also a little surprised given his track record of calling the success or failure of various <laughs> projects so he got this one right 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 it, it didn't go on to great things nope um all right um andrew wanted to do michelle martin's tell me more does that note mean anything to anyone no i don't know what that is well, All he right. was talking about what a good show that was, and then it got canceled. I love oh. 
her. I've been listening to her on the weekends. I I her, don't that show is I don't great. know her. What what show either. is she doing now? Uh, is it All Things Considered on the weekends? Oh, she's doing the weekend one. Yeah, yeah, and she has a segment called Barbershop segment where she gets and I mostly African American people to like four of them to sit around and have a conversation. It's one of the segments, and it's just really good and really interesting every time. She's great. Well, that's uh, that would be Saturdays, mm-hmm. uh, like yeah, four o'clock. Yeah, locals. Okay, um, I take their word for it. I these guys, if they like someone, I I know I'll probably like them. Um, the dazzling donor for Tuesday, someone named Corey Diamond, very cool name, mm-hmm. uh, Providence, Rhode Island, not Pawtucket. Um, Luke's doll looks like him. Andrew's doll looks like a stepdad. <laughs> I guess. Oh yeah. They were talking about, they were talking about, uh, Corey's, uh, kids, husband right? and step, oh, sorry, husband and ex-husband, right? No, Corey's the guy. Corey's so the guy. Corey's ex-wife's new husband. Yes. So the kid, his kid's stepdad. Oh, gotcha. Oh, he looks he looks like the the Luke doll, and yeah. his stepdad looks like Andrew. Uh-huh. That's great. Let's get them posing. <laughs> Fam, get on that. Oh, this is top story. I love this top story. Um, speed reading is BS. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> Who, whoever watched any of that, do you guys ever remember seeing like TV ads for speed reading and they showed people like, you know, yeah, running their fingers across the page and the whole time I'm like, I may have been five years old, but I'm already doing the jack off motion. <laughs> <laughs> you can only read what you can read. So just read. Yeah. You know, don't, you don't have to go fast. Just read. Reading is supposed to be enjoyable. Right. <laughs> right. It makes it sound horrible. I got to read this, all these books. I oh, have to st- memorize the whole encyclopedia. No, you don't. Just yeah. read. You know, if everybody just read, everyone would be able to write better. Because mm-hmm. I, I doubt that even if you had any success um, s- reading any faster than you did before, I bet your writing's going to suck because you're not paying attention to the words and the order. And right, I just that that kind of stuff just irritates me. But um, Anne, how are you a fast reader? And do you think that the speed reading stuff is BS or not? I don't want to run over you. <laughs> No, I'm a pretty pretty quick reader, and I would say that I miss a lot of content, and I have to circle back mm. quite a lot to reread it. So I, I think you're correct. Yeah, I'm a slow reader, but uh, but I do retain a lot. So um, yeah, just folks read. I know I'm preaching <laughs> on the choir here. You guys are smart, but I'm talking just. Extend this out to the dummies in your life. Get them to read something, even if it's just a cereal box. It will help in their in their writing. Um, let's see. Luke uh, feels he was headed for all things considered at some point. Um, how do you all feel about that? I sort of buy it. I think so, yeah. Oh, they have that kind of casual tone. I think Luke would be good mm-hmm. in that role. Yeah, I think he would too. Um, and... I think it, part of him wants to have done that and to have that prestige and have that on mm-hmm. his resume. But mm-hmm. I think another part of him is, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> so he's probably never going to do it. I like how he immediately regretted saying it and he kept coming back and making <laughs> a joke about it until Andrew was like, stop, 
Let's talk this out. Stop Burbanking this. <laughs> right. Right. And Andrew was having his own problems. He was feeling bad about doing commercial radio because they would get hold of some tiny fact uh, of a breaking story and then they would flog it to death with speculation. Or because they, they had to, to talk endlessly about a terrible tragedy that they knew mm-hmm. nothing about. Right. Right. And that that is the that is a thing in commercial radio. You're, yeah, you're kind of stuck. You have. To, I don't want to listen to that either. I'm sure he doesn't want to say it. Right. But I, I really never want to listen to that stuff. Yeah. Um. Let's see what else we got for Tuesday. Or oh, sorry. Um. Oh yeah, we're still on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, the emails from anonymous person. Um, talking about the Blur Man group. Uh, I came up with Pixel Hut. Um, <laughs> I th- was it one of you or was it Bobby that came up with Cock Blockers? That's the name for the people that do all the pixelating. It wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, probably Bobby. Yeah. Um, or or Christy. She is always talking about cock. That's true. So, uh, this leads us to our clip of the week, which is <laughs> is Andrew says Andrew makes the mistake of of saying. Something about a uh, a penis in rest and motion. So here you go. Um, let's see. Our first email uh, is from. Oh, this person is anonymous. This is a great yeah. email, Walsh. Yeah, uh, you've reread. You've pre-read this, right? I have. Okay, I have uh, some of it. I, I I think I read the first paragraph, and I knew I was like, this is this is highly relevant to what we have been talking about on the show of late, which was yesterday. Uh, we talked about. The Blur Man Group, still my favorite name yes. for a group of people whose job it is to blur out the privates on the show Naked and Afraid. Um, and uh, this person wrote in anonymously, in light of your Naked and Afraid talk, I work for Discovery in the international division. We re-edit the programs so they're cleared for international distribution, which often has stricter standards than U.S. television. Don't get me started on why India insists on purchasing season after season of Get Out, also known as bikini models on jet skis, even if they can't show hardly any of it. See, when this person said distributing uh, for an international audience, I think I've been so trained to think that Americans are so puritanical. Yeah, me too. I'm always like, oh, when I think international, I'm thinking of like, oh, France and Italy, where they're just like, you know. Who cares? It's all it's this is just we're just as God made us. And let's let's see some nudity. Right. But then, of course, there are other parts of the world that are much more conservative than the U.S., I guess. Uh, This person continues. I wanted to share a note from one of our editors that she sent us while working on, quote, embarrassing bodies, a U.K. show that we are airing in Latin America and Asia. God, this is so fascinating. This whole kind of world of shows that are being created outside the U.S., Mm-hmm. But then apparently coming by way of Discovery Channel, but then going back out internationally to other properties they have. I thought you might find this email as fun as I did. Quote, by the way, do you know how much you have to blur an extreme close up of a penis to make it not look like a penis? Not a lot. As long as they don't move it. If they move it. No amount will help. <laughs> End quote. <laughs> That's this the most dazzling, detail-packed yes. email we've gotten in a long time. I love it. So we have learned something now. If we ever, if you ever aspire to join the Blurman Group or others, mm-hmm. uh, another such band of of of, of blurs, a male penis will 
when at rest, be very easy to blur, but when in motion, will be impossible to blur. And also, I believe that is, I think I learned in science science class that a a penis at rest tends Mm -hmm. to stay at rest. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Is that the... I believe it was called high school for you. (laughs) I don't know. Like, why am I being, why am I being mean now? That wasn't cruel. That was just like, I was groaning because that's like the perfect third grade joke. Come on, dude. That's at least fifth grade. You know, probably, you're right. That's probably seventh, gifted seventh and talented. Grade. Fifth grade right. gifted Absolutely. and talented. Ah, uh, truer words were never spoken. <laughs> there was a lot of sausage in Andrew's high school days, but none of it was his, and none of it was it being handled in any way by anyone other than, than himself. So Aww. good joke by Luke. Hey, Andrew trades on his sad high school stories. Yeah, he does. Let's not feel too bad about him. We did a whole we did a whole takedown of sad Andrew stories, and it was a lot of fun. And he he laughed a lot because he got to laugh at our <laughs> our sad stories as well. Um, the music they go out with on uh, Tuesday is the Sundays, where the story ends. Um, I it reminded me of how. I would listen to old albums, you know, as an adult, I would listen to all the albums I, that I listened to when I was a kid. And a lot of it is real shit. <laughs> yeah. Just terrible, you know, and you know it all. Like you can sing along with it if you were so inclined, but who wants to sing along with shit? I recently got a new car and by new, I mean new to me in that it's from 2003 and it has a tape deck. And so Ooh. I dug out the very first uh, cassette album I ever got, which was The Final Countdown by Europe. Wow. Thank you very much. And it is just terrible. <laughs> I mean, there's a song about ninjas on there. Sure, sure there is. Ninja song. And I loved it for so long. Oh, yeah. I think you're an accidental hipster. Possibly. Tapes. <laughs> Europe. <laughs> Irony. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I- who knows how far Europe would have would have gotten had like every stadium, every basketball arena in the country not decided to use <laughs> their song for their lineup introductions. <clears throat> All right, uh Wednesday, two thousand ninety seven, don't blame Dale. Luke is in Bellingham uh again and the pod dog has uh instituted a work slowdown. Um Rudy does not come when called. Uh, the, I believe the, uh, the squirrel toy is invoked and doesn't work at Mm -hmm. least at first. And it's revealed that when people come over to keep Rudy from jumping on them and ruining their clothes, he, she is told to go get a guy. (laughs) And, and, uh, just reminds me like everyone has their own thing with their dogs and with us, Ginger doesn't want to play. Abby, Abby wants to play. She will grab a toy but only if she thinks you want it first (laughs) like you have to reach for it and then once she gets it you have to be very covetous of it and then then you're playing but we don't say go get a guy but we throw something down the hall and we run after it then she runs after it then she gets it and then we chase her around and say give me that toy give me that squirrel whatever it is (laughs) and she doesn't want to do it and she growls and snarls at us it's really delightful that's fun yeah it's great we call them, I guess we call the dogs toys babies uh-huh. um, because Molly is so gentle and sweet with her toys. She never tears anything up. Right. She just kind of like licks them and then snuggles with them. Oh. So it's like, go get your baby. Um, 
and with Eddie, this is, I'm sorry for the penis heavy episode, but, um, he loves bully sticks. Okay. And I've just learned that those are made from bull penis. Mm -hmm. So we've started saying, go get your penis. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that's, which is worse saying that Rudy has a guy in her mouth or telling Mm. my dog to go get a penis. I don't know. It's six of one. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, then, uh, then we get into scooting. Um, oh God, yuck! Uh, Ginger does a little bit of that from time to time, but nothing chronic. Um, people, uh, people are pretty passionate about the subject of scooting, and I guess we'll get into it a little later because um, people were getting in touch with the Burbanks in various ways. But uh, Meredith, you ever experience scooting with your dogs? Very rarely. Um, Molly will do it outside. Eddie has only done it once and it was also outside. So I'm counting my lucky stars. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh one time we got Abby back from a, from the groomers because she was just getting her nails done. But um, for some reason they threw in a little extra, maybe because they like a, doing ass play. <laughs> they, <laughs> they threw in a little extra thing and she stunk so bad. Oh <laughs> yeah. Uh, Did you know cats have these things too? Yeah. Yeah. I had a cat once who he got freaked out at the vet um, and, and he sprayed and I'd never seen and it was awful. Yeah. It's the worst. Um, with uh, when I was married the first time we had two cats and um, one of them hated my wife. Oh no. And this cat would spray her like her makeup and her perfume counter. <gasps> oh, whoa. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty a aggressive clear move. sign. <laughs> Very aggressive move. Yeah. And yeah, the worst. We had to throw away everything, including the, the piece of furniture. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Enough on scooting for now. Um, <laughs> Louis C.K. has a very slow beginning show on his website and he wants you to give it some time uh, and some money. And I, I don't know. Um, I haven't I've, listened to it. I've gotten those emails every week and I've ignored every single one, even mm. though I love Louis C.K., <laughs> Yeah, did you do you remember his first television show, the one on HBO? Did you watch that one? It was more or less a stage show. No, I don't think so. It's kind of a stage show, early version of what he ended up doing on. Uh, I think he's on USA, isn't? I forget which network he's. Yeah, he the show yeah, for. yeah, Louis. But um, but it was really good and really interesting. And Pamela Adlon was was on that as well. And, uh, it's, it's worth watching if, if it's available anywhere. Um, and really even more uncomfortable than the show he does now because it's live on stage and you're Oof. feeling uncomfortable. If you're buying into the characters, you feel uncomfortable because you're supposed to be uncomfortable. Or if you're not buying into the characters, you're uncomfortable because you're uncomfortable for the actors right. who are not getting it done. So Ooh, I find it, I find it hard to watch that. <laughs> I know. I like being uncomfortable though. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of that, catastrophe. New season's oh, out. I just watched the first four last night. Unbelievably great. Yes. Okay. I really want to see that. This season, I watched it with a friend who also loves the show. So we made dinner last night and then plowed through the first four. And mm-hmm. we kind of turned to each other at the end when she had to go to go home. And she said, this whole season's just about his boner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. If if you if you don't want to see large outlines of Rob yeah. Delaney's cock, <laughs> it's probably not the show for you. Right. But 
or you know, if you're not into Rob Delaney, it's very Rob Delaney heavy. Yes, so it is. It's so good though. It's so well written. It's so funny. Yeah. Um, brain candy. Uh, Andrew thinks it's timeless. I would argue against that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the Twin Cities venue. Anne, are you getting anxious over whether or not these guys are going to have anywhere to do this show? A little bit. I am. Do you feel like you want to do something about it? I How mean, big is you, your place? Have you looked into it? I, my place might be a stretch, but we can try. I mean, I might be able to rent out the New Brighton Community Center. That would be so great. Oh, man. Coming to you live from that. the New Brighton Community Center, <laughs> the Bay City. Isn't there some VFW hall? There's got to be. Um, There is. I think it might be an Eagles. That's be right up his alley. Yeah, but but this is the kind of thing that Luke wants to be fancy about, like the yeah. Troubadour, whatever yeah. that hot spot in Brooklyn. You know, he feels self conscious about. You know, I mean, the thing is, he's coming to the Twin Cities. Everyone in the Midwest is going to get a chance to see him in the show, and nobody's looking for a historical theater, you know, experience. They want they want the show. They want the guys. Mm-hmm. So don't worry about the venue and don't blow the budget on it for sure. Um, what else for Wednesday? Um, the Burger King window smash prank. This is some assholery of the, of the top. Uh, do you guys have any thoughts on this? I mean, I, I don't know why they even brought it up. I mean, it's just an awful thing to do. It sounds extremely cruel and it sounds like preying on someone who is too naive or vulnerable to know better than to listen to someone who just calls them and tells them something. Like this sounds like somebody right who thing. who would who would fall for a phishing scam. Um, yeah. All those people who call me about my quote unquote credit card account. Oh God, uh-huh. Emily gets those all the time. <laughs> but you know, it, how do how does the how do the police know that there's something going on in your building that you don't know about? I don't know. I I mean, I I don't know what you can how you can prosecute these people, but but if I think if, they should be in yeah. trouble. Yeah. If nothing else. It, you know, someone should go flick them in the nuts. I mean, if you can't prosecute, <laughs> screw those guys. At least they're they're taking advantage of people who don't have a lot of decision making power. So right. when somebody tells you in an authoritative manner to do something, you're expected to obey that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just like to mention the first of the. Burger King's of the three, I think it was. The first one is in Coon Rapids, Minnesota, which is 10 minutes from my house. Hmm. So did, did you, you hear about this prank? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was all over the news here. Oh, okay. Hmm. That's really cruel. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. And they've all been Burger King's? I think so. Wow. It's pretty remarkable the company hasn't gotten the, the message yeah. out. <laughs> uh, don't smash up the restaurant. Yeah. Uh, you don't do that. Uh, Andrew is watching... Murder, She Wrote, while he plays Monopoly on his uh, <laughs> iPad or device or whatever he has. He's also watching Columbo. Luke only seems to watch home-related shows, although he will watch Forensic Files when he's in a hotel room. Um, what do you guys watch on a regular basis? What would you not – is there TV that you would not want to be without? Anne? Um, I've been watching a lot of Netflix shows lately. I'm trying to finish House of Cards. Mm-hmm. But that's you can't play a Monopoly on your iPad and watch House of Cards. <laughs> no, no. That is one that demands a little bit more attention. I don't know. It, when I'm watching TV, I'm watching TV. I I don't use it as background noise like he seems to. Mm-hmm. 
I do sometimes. It depends on what I'm watching. My my go to shows are my husband and I always sit down and watch at midnight together. That's kind of our show that we both like to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, he likes a lot of garbage TV that I walk away from. Um, but I I've really been loving Better Call Saul this season. Um, and of course I've said Catastrophe is yeah. great. Um, I'm rewatching Downton Abbey, and I don't want to I don't want to have two screens in front of my face during any of those. Right. Right. But I do, uh, if it's something slightly boring or something I'm not super into, I'll have my iPad in front of me. Like, um, we'll, we'll have a lot of British TV on over here and, um, I'm, I'm usually a little bit checked out of it, but when I do watch it, sometimes I have to remind Emily to look up from whatever she's doing <laughs> because this Brits, you know, it isn't always in the dialogue. Right. You know, a lot <laughs> right. of arched eyebrows and. Well, and you dis- definitely can't not pay attention to Downton Abbey because for the same exact reason. Yeah. You need to see the glances and the stares and the body language. Right. So that's that's kind of – that's that's her um, spackle is anything British mm-hmm. on the TV. And then mine is sports, which, you know, after Emily goes to bed, I just put whatever game's on or if I've DVR'd or whatever with the sound off. And that's that's kind of kind of my background thing too, so – when uh, you say British TV, do you is it just period dramas or do you watch the contemporary stuff too? Oh, all the series, the the masterpiece mysteries, and uh-huh. you know, Doctor Doc Brown or Doc something. Oh, Doc Martin, my mom loves that. Doc, there's lots of docs. And there's one on Netflix that just came out that I've been watching called Hinterlands, which yes. is set in in Wales. But yep. my God, you're depressed at the end of that one. It is a bummer. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That that one I have caught a couple episodes. Every time I'm like, "Are are you watching this? Because this is this is grim. This is really grim." I end up watching more of the stuff than her sometimes because I, I will I'll get caught up faster, or it'll be stuff she's already seen. So, <clears throat> um, where are we? Uh, Mariners still suck. There was some footage of a guy whose rims got broken i guess i didn't follow this one very closely because i it, w- it wasn't interesting to me what what was the story again it was just that luke had found this youtube video that he thought was really funny and so he played us the audio of it and it's just some dumb teenagers from like 2003 yes so old they're talking about like old old technology and they are racing some friends and then something they swerve and hit a curb and break their rims. I don't know why. I don't know what was funny about it or interesting or noteworthy at all. Huh. I thought they were awful people doing an awful thing. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. Like BK window smashers. <laughs> right. I did, well, it I wasn't did, funny. I did like it when he said, oh, hell no, my rims. So that must be it. <laughs> yeah. I... I don't know. I have a thing about rims. There's a there's a shop from like half a mile from us where people rent rims for what? their cars. <laughs> oh boy! So. You don't even buy your own rims. No, you, they rent them. They rent them, and boy, you know, if you don't get the insurance, and then you do something like those kids did. Oh, maybe that's why he's so upset. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Eight Mile in I can't Detroit bring these is back. Just, yeah, Eight Mile in Detroit is just like covered in rim stores. <laughs> that's yeah. all there is on that stretch of road. Oh God! I know. Uh, let's see, uh, email from Elizabeth about intrusive thoughts. Uh, I think so many people have different solutions. It's kind of like hiccups or whatever people, Mm -hmm. you know, people have their own ways of dealing with Mm -hmm. intrusive thoughts. Do either one of you have those kind of issues? Oh God. Yes. What kind of thoughts and how do you deal with it? Well, 
We need a longer podcast for that. <laughs> but uh, I, I've had a lot of years of not liking myself very much and a lot of body image issues like Luke and Andrew. I mean, it's not a competition, but I can hang with them pretty well <laughs> on that. And so uh, I've, we've talked in therapy a lot about ants, which are automatic negative thoughts. And the key is just to interrupt those, whether it's with Elizabeth's method, which I liked a lot, yeah. or any other way that you can catch yourself doing it and say, no, this isn't a valid self-talk. Do you find that that uh, that maybe you can stuff an ooey-gooey tar bar on top of it and then <laughs> shove the shove those thoughts just as far down as you... Yes, and, and then we talk some more about how I feel about my body. <laughs> Yeah. I, I have the same thing. It's, uh, I guess my technique is Luke was talking about the breathing thing. That's kind of similar to what I do. What I do is, um, and this is the same way I fall asleep when I am having a hard time is, is try to count my inhales and exhales. Like, you know, one, two, three, four, inhale, one, two, three, four, exhale. And that, um, kind of calms my brain down and makes me focus on my breathing rather than the stupid thing I was thinking about. Mm -hmm. And my thoughts are often not, I mean, I do get those intrusive embarrass, like, you know, secondhand embarrassment or embarrassment of something I did 20 years ago kind of thoughts. But a lot of times it's just like, oh, that'd be a good idea to cook this for dinner. I should mm -hmm. do that. You know, my mind's just wandering and yeah. um, I need to try and focus it more. Yeah. I, I had a big problem with intrusive thoughts when I was a kid. And that's one of the reasons I got, you know, ended up addicted to pain medication. Yeah. It turns it, that stuff off, doesn't yeah. it? It's the best. It does, yeah. totally turns it, it off. It doesn't do it for me anymore, but, <clears throat> you know, for those of you out there, it's working for keep being functional pill poppers because that'll keep the intrusive thoughts down. There's my advice for okay. the day. Don't listen to Mike. <laughs> uh, the REM Sorry song is played, which to me is like every REM song they should be sorry <laughs> yeah. about. So. Yeah. That's the only song from R.E.M. that I really feel is honest and that, that I'll listen to for more than a few seconds because they're doing the right thing. Yeah, accept their apology for everything. <laughs> yes. I'm being magnanimous when I yeah. listen to it. Um, Thursday, 2098, First World Dental Problems. Fletch is on board. She's, they, they open with cops in Wallingford from Almost Live, which is a real <laughs> blast from the past. Uh, if only they could have played the whole thing, but uh, someone got pulled over because her aura... Wasn't, <laughs> wasn't there was some negativity line. going yeah, on. negativity. Andrew was so on his game for this episode. Yes. He did a great job. And of course, Phyllis is wonderful. Mm -hmm. I was just delighted by this whole episode. Yeah. Um, the thing about Andrew <clears throat> is, you know, he is he is what he is with Luke. And there, there seems to be some sort of limiter on his gregariousness and his, and his um, I don't want to say attitude. I want to say like um, willingness to... to let his thinning hair down. Yeah. I was thinking about this today, actually. It was like, why, I wonder why the dynamic is so different. I mean, I know we all act different around different people. Um, but my first instinct was that Luke is the cool kid and Andrew's the not cool mm -hmm. kid. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's there. how they've talked about themselves anyway. And I wonder if, if Andrew feels, yeah, a little different to him. I think also Actually, being in the room with Phyllis maybe helped. I I can't say oh, probably. for yeah. all of Andrew's interactions, but I think I archived one of the where they were just sitting in the empty stadium before the Mariners game, mm -hmm. and they were just great. Or like when they're 
the shows where they're walking to the Mariners game. It just seems like the, the physical presence really helps him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause there is a physicality to Andrew, mm-hmm. um, that, that, uh, you know, him just hold up in an office talking into a mic doesn't really capture. So I think that is part of it. Uh, they do a lot of tax talk, which, uh, <laughs> we, we just had a tax show, so I won't <laughs> bore you with any of that. I I will tell Write you. Write that though, down for next year. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll take, we'll pull up the, uh, Fletch and Andrew tax talk. Yes. The Eagles Club update from Fletch. Uh, she could not admit that she believed there was a supreme being, so she did not get into the Eagles Club. I, I love it. Her yeah. There. <laughs> yeah, I know, because most of it would be like, yeah, all right. You sure. Know. I believe yeah. in it, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> right. Nobody cares, but she has so much integrity. She yes. will just not lie, even if, she, even if she's going to get a better story if she did. Yeah. Good for her. Uh, Andrew got his teeth cleaned. He had the old well, deep cleaned done. <laughs> <laughs> He's never had a cavity. That pissed me off a little bit. I won't lie about that. Yeah. No kidding. Because he's like, oh, I haven't been to the dentist in five years, you know, and I have no cavities. Ugh. All right. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. Um, Phyllis got her face smashed by another kid when he she was trying to get his hat back for him. And has had a uh, she has a dental problem that needs constant care ever since she was a little kid. That is so sad. I she was just trying to help. I love Phyllis's mom. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. I don't know how sweet Phil got past the got past the goalie there, but yeah. you know, I'm glad he did because because we have Phyllis. But uh, she sounds like the biggest no bullshit person mm-hmm. in history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So that had to be one drunken night. Um, what else we have? Uh, Sonicare ad. Um, Phyllis talk not only uh, rec- you know talks about how she has a Sonicare, but she talks about how, how to use it. And I know that she was doing the exact Sonicare thing because I have one as well, and it, it has the beeps and it tells you when to when to go. But I have a beef with it. So, do either one of you use Sonicare? I nope. do. So you you know about the beep system? Mine doesn't beep; it like pauses. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think I think the newer one does pause because I think mine pauses now too, and it used mm-hmm. to beep. But uh, you you turn the thing on, and it it's two minutes, and every thirty seconds it will give you a pause or a beep so that you will switch switch to another quadrant of your mouth. Mm-hmm. Well, I think there should be a, la- a fifteen second at the end. You know, one more interval while you get your tongue. You can oh. do that. You on mine. You can. You there's can three it? different. No, there's three different settings. You push it once to do the regular thirty seconds. You push it twice to do something that has that, and it's supposedly to 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 um. It's meant to be to do your front teeth again to whiten them up a little bit. Oh, okay. But I use it on my tongue. Yeah, yeah, because that's. But I mean, you can it, also just use it as a regular toothbrush, right? Yeah, but I mean, sort of like how on, escalators are just my stairs. Hand back and forth, and it's real. <laughs> It's a hassle. <laughs> Who has time for that? That's uh, true. Uh, Although I will say I haven't had a cavity since I started using the Sonicare. Uh, I, I haven't either. I haven't either. So, so I really do love it. Here's another ad. Yeah. Go get a Sonicare. Absolutely. Um, the One of the best throwaway lines of the week didn't belong to either Guy uh, or Phyllis. Phyllis was talking about how she once saw her dentist smoking outside 
of his office. And she said, oh oh, why are you smoking? It's so bad for your teeth. And he goes, no, it's not. It's bad for your gums. Wonderful line. <laughs> yeah, because he's it's true. the truth. Yeah, yep. he's like, okay, well, I'm making a choice. Mm-hmm. And that is to fuck up my gums because I love cigarettes so, so much. Right. Uh, dazzling donor. Um, Hess, the Hess Express. Uh, I believe Hess was at the LRB meetup at the Mandarin Gate, and I had never had any contact with Hess until that day. And then she took the phone as I was being passed around the table and um, showed me some stuff. So I love Hess. Mm-hmm. What? She's a very generous soul. Um, so, oh, now we're into the meat of it. This is what we really need to talk about. The the gotta go running skirt. <laughs> the picture of this thing, well, it looks like a water park. What the? F- I didn't look at it. Oh no! Uh, and I'm do you have any idea right how now. this thing works? It, like Fletch had a lot of questions because she was like, "Well, how does it get everything away from your, you know?" I tried not to look too closely to tell you the truth. <laughs> I, I, I'm not, I'm not down for peeing in nature. Yeah. So I don't want to have anything to do with this. Yeah. I think it comes with a little like uh, thing that holds it. <laughs> oh, like a to, receptacle? Yeah. But then you have to either run with that or maybe it's to direct direct it so it doesn't go all over you. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Um, but I'm not into this either. I'll, I'll hold it forever. Right. Yes. I did this. Yep. Did y'all know that... Um, I don't know if it was a plan or this is part of an emergency kit that Jen uses, but way back in the day, she talked about how uh, if you're a woman, you can just pee into a box of tissues. <laughs> what? I remember that. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could. Well, a guy could do, could do it as well, but yeah. I mean, guys have a lot of options. Yeah. So, yeah. So there's a there's a tip for you all. If there's a box of tissues in the car and, and you're stuck, go ahead. <laughs> go for it. Uh, but this led to talk like Andrew was not comfortable because nope. then Phyllis started talking about her. Um, <laughs> oh, you're what, not comfortable how, either. How <laughs> she, no, <laughs> trust me. There's a lot of period talk goes on in this house. <laughs> uh, she was wearing a, a product called what is that thing called? Thinks. Thinks. Right. I should know about this because I've been speaking about it with my spouse. Um, these are reusable. Uh, period panties and honestly I can't wait to try them <laughs> I haven't I've never looked even into heard these. of them I've heard of them but I haven't looked into them because not to get too personal but it doesn't concern me anymore um, I've destroyed my ability to procreate so um, well, you gotta look at purpose. the website Okay, I'm, I'm gonna call it up you gotta look at these ladies on the website they uh, just look like ladies wearing underwear but so they've got stu- they've got what, like built-in reusable pads inside. I'm not real sure about the technology until it, until it comes to the house. Uh, I'll I'll give a report to, to whatever extent that I'm comfortable giving the report. Oh, there's a how but, it works section of the website. Good. Yeah, I'm looking at that right now. Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. I'm not going to talk anymore about um, period stuff unless you guys had anything. <laughs> No, I'm glad. I mean, I'm glad this exists and I'm glad people like it. Good. It's much more uh, user-friendly and environmentally friendly than throwing everything away. Sonicare and thanks. Brought mm-hmm. to you. All right. Um, 
Trump tweeted about Meredith. Or oh, no, boy. no, Trump wants Meredith to tweet something out about <laughs> about how we hate the Browns. Yes. And not the football team, the actual people. <laughs> the people. Oh, if I was in control of Trump's Twitter account for a day, <laughs> I don't even I don't even like Twitter, but I would do that. Yeah. I would do it. I'd have some fun. Um Ted Cruz uh bought some soup when he was newly married. His wife took the soup <laughs> back. What do you guys think of this? I I have a problem with this because I did some soup math and I looked at a label. <laughs> of course you did. Of course. Who else would yeah. do soup math? Soup math uh, for any can of chunky soup is uh, weighs 533 grams times 100 cans of this stuff. It's 53,300 grams, which is 117 and a half pounds. <laughs> he did not carry 118 pounds of soup home. Yeah, he doesn't look like he does a lot of working out. Nope. So yeah, I call bullshit on it. It was probably it was probably like ten cans, you know, which to a woman who'd never who, who like <laughs> chunky soup is a violation of their soul would yeah. would seem like a mountain of of cans. So. This is like Lucille Blue thinking a banana costs ten dollars. <laughs> yeah, just not in touch. Not in touch. Right. Um. Andrew, when they were first when they first moved in, was mad that Genevieve was messy, but learned to get over it. And I guess when when you're a putter like Andrew and I are, you almost need a spouse that kind of just creates work for you, right? Just yeah. you're always busting their table, and you're, you're always, you know, it's like, oh, look, there's a pile of stuff there that needs to be taken care of. You know, did it never bothered me, but it sounded like it bothered Andrew a little bit. That it didn't surprise me at all that Andrew is the type of person who needs personal space. Quite a bit yeah. of it. And that he would get set in his ways pretty easily. So it is hard to adjust when you move in with a person mm-hmm. to their weird habits and stuff, especially <laughs> if you're someone like Andrew who gets puttery. Yeah. And, and you have to, if something really does bother you, you've got to say something fast. Oh, yeah. You cannot let that build up. Yeah. Or you have to let it go. Um, for right. instance, my husband is the world's worst dishwasher loader, um, but there's no point fighting with him about that. I'm going to, I'm going to just redo it. Right. It's not worth fighting about, you know, it's just going to make him irritated. And I'm just glad that he wants to load the dishwasher. Yeah. And what happens if you let it go for too long is when it finally comes out, whatever tiny thing, you know, has been irritating you, you're disproportionately mad about it. And the person's not going to react well. Yeah. It seems like grounds for divorce all of a sudden. Oh my God. Are you going to put that pot on that? (laughs) <laughs> on that level again i can't believe it all right okay seems a little bit much um let's see um calling oh part, back to the ted cruz thing she called her mom for advice but only after returning the soup seems like a texan thing to do uh, like if you're gonna make that move and return the soup you've made a move to me yeah, it's too late. Call your mom before you return the soup. Right. I have no problem with you returning the soup, but let's let's not have like regret over it. It's not worth it. You either return oh, the soup or yeah. did, or you didn't. You know, right. he's Ted Cruz. Now what she has to go just think? haul 118 pounds of soup back to their house. <laughs> I would never call my mom for advice on any marital issue. Uh, she married a gay man, so. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, my mom is really annoying because she doesn't wait for you to ask her. 
She just (laughs) lets you know, she lets you know what you need to do. And that's how she phrases it. You need to do this. You need to do that. And then you do whatever you're going to do anyway. And it turns out she was right in the end. That's even worse. worse. (laughs) All right. Um, they need more reporting on that, I guess, but. I think we all do. We all need to see some footage of this soup. Yeah. Uh, voicemail from our friend Lauren in Jacksonville about speed reading. Uh, and they test Lauren's method that she was charged with, um, that she used to have a job, you know, helping people try to read faster. And they tested her method and they had some success with it. Yeah. It's- they didn't really report on how well it went, but it sounded like they absorbed the gist of what was going on in the book. Yeah. Yeah. It sounded like more like a study aid type of. Yeah, I thought it was more of a comprehension yeah. exercise or right. a retention, maybe. Right, retention. That's what it put me in mind of is like, mm-hmm. uh, like a something to aid you in test taking. Because that that um, teach back thing is really it, that 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 is a valid uh-huh. way to cement something into your brain. Yeah. Teach somebody else a thing, and because you, you'll you remember believe it. you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you understand it enough to teach it to somebody else. Right. Uh, another email about NPR and the future. Um, I think we already discussed that. Uh, Phyllis is very glad Luke went the way he went instead of the all things considered route, uh, which of course Luke would be the co-anchor of right now mm-hmm. had he not gotten in his own way. And, and there'd right. be no TBTL. <laughs> there'd be no TBTL and my life would suck. So yeah. I think we're all glad that yeah. he went the way he went. Um, Phyllis, this is heartbreaking. It seemed like she was in line for a big break with NPR and some, I believe it was a, it was a woman higher up mm-hmm. at, at NPR was disappointed or unimpressed with the way she looked like she wanted Phyllis to be dressed nicer or she wanted her to be blacker or both. Was, did I understand that right? Yeah. Fuck that lady. Totally. That's all I'm going to say. Gosh. I mean, yeah. Do you want to court your own Rachel Doldal? You know, let's 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 make her blacker so we can yeah. have a blacker person. That's... So we can do is it a diversity hire, and she was like, "Oh no, this isn't going to do." Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. NPR, bad on you on that one. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Friday, twenty ninety nine. Crasling's creep. Luke is in Milwaukee, the cream city. Um. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember exactly why, but... Because they have buildings made of white stone. Oh, right, right. Okay. Uh, a lot of talk about the white noise. I mean, this is not the first time they've talked about white noise, brown noise, pink noise. Yeah. And to me, that's what it's turning into. <laughs> <laughs> I I agree with you, but I also... I like white noise. I need white noise. Mm-hmm. And I also have the same white noise app on my phone that Luke does. And I don't use it at home because I have an air purifier in my room that does that for me. But mm-hmm. when I travel, I'm about to get on a plane to go to Vegas. And uh, Vegas. I'm definitely using that in my hotel room to drown out the sounds of Vegas. But they're like out of control with it. They're using white noise to cancel out other white noise, which mm-hmm. just cancel out music of other people. Just and... listen to it during the day. God, I don't That's know. That's weird. I don't know. Do you do, you do this, Anne? This white noise? Or do you like silence? I'm not formalized. I have a fan in the bedroom, but other than that, I mean, I'm okay with silence in my head, unlike mm-hmm. Luke, so yeah. I don't need it. They are installing it at my office, apparently, so I'll have to see how that goes. What does that even mean? What? How, how do you install white noise? 
Well, they have machines or speakers in the ceiling because we have an open concept office now, but they didn't put any white noise speakers in. And as a result, you are involved in every conversation that happens in the whole place. Oh, I see. Yeah. So I I don't know. It puts a a dome of white noise that doesn't allow all the conversations to carry. We had that at my old office and every once in a while it would cycle off and it was so weird. It was so weirdly silent. Because it was like all this white noise and it was maybe just a vent fan or something. But when it would turn off, it was eerie and it kind of made your ears hurt because it was so silent. Well, they can put in all the white noise they want, but they'll never be able to stop the guy who cooks fish in the microwave. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. uh, Dazzling donor, Don Hafner from the GR. Yay, Don. Lost episode, Don. Uh, her and her husband, um, it, Luke went to their wedding site and he read what Don wrote about Don and then apparently <laughs> read what Don wrote about Spencer. That was uh, so sweet. Her husband, because if he wrote that, wow, yeah. what a douchebag. Wow. <laughs> Take it all back, dude. He's the greatest man ever. That was really fun. Um, uh, from, from white noise to dive bars, uh, Friday was a show that was probably not for me. Cause me neither. I don't, no, don't care I, about either. I said to myself, holy shit, are they going to talk about all 18 bars on this list? And then I stopped taking notes. You didn't I wrote much. dive bars. If they have an Instagram, they're not a dive bar. That's what I took away. <laughs> right. Right. There was a dive bar listed that had been open for like 14 months. Right. <laughs> nope. I. Nope. It's not interesting to me to listen to a, People talk about bars I don't know of and have never been to. <laughs> right. <laughs> like okay. That's true. That's true. Because, I mean, the only one that I that I really had been to that they were talking about was Blue Moon Tavern. And so it was interesting to me for that minute and a half. Um, well, I understand that obviously we have uh, the majority of the people who are listening are from Seattle. So that might be interesting to them. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of us who don't live there now. And I was just thinking that's a whole bunch of P1s who weren't being super served with that segment. Mm-hmm. Yep. And well, it lasted about, a long time. A long time. How do y'all feel about dive bars in general, though? Like I'm in favor ones. of them. Okay. What is it you like? And, I mean, what what is it you're looking for? It, is Luke on the right track with this thing? Because he's so so passionate about it. Um, I don't know if, if they need to be so fetishized. You know, they have a time and a place. Um, a dive bar is really comfortable. Um, especially if it's one that you go to a lot and, and you know, the bartender, um, I think it's that familiarity and casual vibe. Um, I, I don't know too many in Dallas. It's not really my scene anymore, but it used to be. Mm. And I had my favorite watering holes and they were just, you know, you could, I was 21 and get, could get super drunk and nobody would care. <laughs> so that's what I liked about them. It wasn't a fancy environment that I had to watch my behavior. Right. And dive bars. I I don't like bars in general because mm-hmm. there's people in them that I don't know. And they're, <laughs> right, they're, they're jam-packed with people I don't know. <laughs> and I'm not much of a drinker, so that doesn't hold a lot of appeal to me. Yeah, I guess I'm not a big fan of bars in general. I guess I would prefer dive bars just because I'm cheap. Yeah, you know? that's another benefit. Because <laughs> if I if I am gonna go out and drink, let's let's try to. You know, get it done for $30 and not $100. Mm-hmm. There's something too. So every time I go back to Grand Rapids, shout out again to Dawn. Um, I do always stop at my old 
dive bar, which is called Mulligan's. Of course, it's a fake Irish pub. <laughs> and it's not, I don't know if dive bar is even the right word. It's just a scuzzy, gross bar. You know, it's like mm-hmm. full of gutter punks and right. weirdos. Um, but that's what I like about it. I also like that it was half a block away from my house so I could just stumble home. Mm-hmm. But I always make a point of going in there and at least getting a beer. Um, there's always a Red Wings game on somehow, no matter what time of year it is. <laughs> um, Shut up. It's just, it's fun. It's comfortable. And I still know I cannot go anywhere in Grand Rapids without running into somebody I know. So it's also that I'm always guaranteed to see somebody I used to know. Yeah. The the one description they were reading where they said, well, also all the guys in scooters hang out here. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's Andrew's scene. Yeah. That's not a dive bar. Um, <laughs> Andrew made me sad when he said no girl had ever given him her I phone know. number. I don't know why that made me sad. Well, it was a joke. It was just a setup for a joke. No, I think I think he was serious. It sounded serious, and it made me sad because everybody should, in their life, at least had someone give them their phone number. So next time I see Andrew, I'm gonna. That's what I thought. I said I'll give him my phone number. Right, right. So, but he might he might not take that well. I I wouldn't want it to be seen as a pity. Well, now it's pressure. Right. You know, what's my obligation? Here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when someone's giving you a phone number, you know, you, you, you do like, well, what if I, I didn't really like this girl that much, but now she's kind of out there and I Yeah. Feel and like... he's, we're Facebook friends, so he probably knows I'm married <laughs> right. and I know he's really got weird. a girlfriend, so that would be strange. Yeah. I won't do that. Uh, Luke didn't take his friend Kelly to the ER after he had either sprained or broken his ankle playing basketball. This is crazy. So he could talk to a girl. So he could talk to a, the girl who would eventually split assets with. I'm always, I mean, I don't even know why I'm still surprised by this, but the lengths that men will go is just, I'm never not shocked. But she knew about it too. That's the. Yes. Uh, yeah. But I they're mean, kids. I to mean, me, the date say? now is I'm taking my friend to the ER. And right. Right. That's more of an adventure than drinking in some bar. While well, and I'd be a pain. little more impressed by a guy who was like, I'm sorry, I have to take care of my friend who's injured. Yes. You know, I'd be like, oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's get this taken care of. And then we'll all come back here and then have we'll a drink. Or up. Kelly will ask to go home and we'll drop him off and then right. you know, things will take their course. I don't know. It's a pretty, that's a pretty big gap. Yeah. Not nice. Uh, I wonder if they're still friends. I don't think so. I don't think he's talked to his ex. I wonder why. Oh, Kelly, you mean? Kelly, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think so. I think huh. I think Luke's still friends with all. I, I mean, we used to do, as guys, We used to, like you said, we would just... You take it up. on the chin because you're, your buddies yeah, have a chance. Yeah, he has a chance. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's guy code. I mean, yeah. it's bullshit behavior on Luke's part, but, you know, if you're Kelly and, you know, gangrene is not yet setting in, then <laughs> you've got to let your friend try to... Try to get someone to touch yeah, it. So, right. um, Frank and Gross. Hank, Luke or uh, Andrew talked about that as being a dive bar in L.A. And he's talked about that bar before. Isn't that where he had that horrible experience? I thought so. I think oh, so. I didn't remember that. Where he told the bartender she was a horrible person <laughs> or something like that, and they had to run out. Yeah, they had to run this, out. This whole thing has been awful. Yes, like penny or something or no yes, this whole thing has been awful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, yeah, these these this and that's are just popping up everywhere. Like in oh, Austin, boy. there's barley and swine, the pig and whistle. Everything's the this and that, and 
God damn it, I'm tired of it. I am too. Now that they've pointed it out, I didn't notice it until I started ticking them off in my head, the ones that are in Dallas. I was like, oh yeah, they're everywhere. Yep. Uh, we get an email regarding the scooting, which is just more or less a jumping off point for Luke to to kind of say, kind of stop coming at my wife about this stuff. And I, I agree. You know, yeah. Carrie... None of this is Carrie's fault. <laughs> Don't drive her away, people. No. I know. We spent so much time <laughs> effort getting <laughs> her to be her out. <laughs> yeah. Be a shame if we spooked her now. Don't mess it up, Tens. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure you, you, they take their dog to the vet. I mean, if it's just yes. a simple problem as that, I'm sure it would have been solved by now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Take him to my vet. Oh, this dog is This dog fat. is fat. <laughs> also needs anal glands expressed. Um. But the, uh, it came. This came during the week when someone actually pulled up to their house, took a picture, and drove off. That is and a million times worse. Yeah, I don't. I mean, they they talked something about Redfin. I guess I'm not good enough at real estate to know. That I mean, was not it. No one takes one picture mm-hmm. of the outside of a house with a cell phone and drives away. <laughs> right. Okay. I figured <laughs> if there was a real estate thing going on, it would have been a more professional yeah. deal or done with a, with a actual a lens from a distance that where mm-hmm. a good shot could be taken. You right. know, this we've all tried creeping to take, on them. Yeah. We've all tried to take pictures. Like I tried to take pictures of our house with my phone before the professional did it. And yeah, it looked fine. It's not anything you'd you ever want to wide, put online. You need a wide-angle lens to catch everything and make it look nice. Oh, yeah. The guy who took the pictures in here, I don't know what kind of lens he had, but he, he made a, made this place look pretty spacious, mm-hmm. which, eh, it's all right. But, <laughs> hey, but it, don't, don't tr- talk about it yet. It's, it's not trickery. Done, not a done deal. <laughs> oh, they've been in the house by now. Oh, they've, okay. They've, they've met with the reality that there's no panoramic view of everyone. Okay. Um, what else? Uh, Luke is going to Tampa on friday to um to do his tennis what what is the product again he's getting with the tennis, tennis rackets is that what it is i don't know <laughs> or is that just andrew's joke is this andrew's joke i don't know why he's going to tampa <laughs> he's doing it with a tennis pro so uh, if it's not something tennis related the humor in the ad will <laughs> yeah. I guess, be tennis related and i don't know if, if if luke's a tennis player so that could be fun to watch him swing a racket uh, music for your weekend. Luke chooses the Violet Femmes, Blister in the Sun, Andrew Rogue Wave Debaser, and listener Lindsay Lake Street Dive. Call off your dogs. And with that, the uh, recap is complete. Unless y'all have anything else you wanted to get out there. Nope, I'm good. All right, we don't have a lot of housekeeping to do right now, but um, the archive project steams on, and uh, and you've recently completed twenty weeks. Yes, indeed. Amazing. Wow. Wow. How far are you ahead of Ashley? I don't know. Yeah. I want to get so far ahead that she can't possibly catch up. You want her to give up, don't you? You want her to, you want her to just start, just cry and give up. That's how <laughs> she never will. Her, no. Ashley will never give up. <laughs> no. no. She won't. No. She'll be back. A- Ashley, I know right now I can hear her archiving in Dallas. That's how <laughs> yeah, hard me she's too. archiving. I can yep. hear it over the storm. Mm-hmm. in dallas um can one of you uh let everyone know how to get involved please sure visit us on the web at littleredbandwagon.com visit us at our facebook page or the stuns page our personal twitters christy's at kissy eyes i'm at meredith underscore mayhem but i'm never there so just be my facebook friend uh mike's drew mcfrizz bobby's at rl pape and 
producer Jeremy is at Deathstronaut. Our show Twitter is at LRB Podcast. You can email us a note or a jingle at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. Send us a voicemail or a text at 802-432-TBTL. That's 802-432-8285. Well, uh, nothing on Nerd Out Loud this week because um, Christy's not here. So Christy should be returning to the fold soon. Um, if not, we happy to have Anne stay on forever. This has been so much fun. I hope we get to do it mm-hmm. even more. Oh, thank you. And you do my part uh, today, Anne. I will... Get us out of here with, until next time, this is the next party. And we love you, Jen. Never wait for cake. Let's all do nailed it at the same time. Okay. You want to count it down? Three, two, one. Nailed it! Nailed it! (laughs) I don't think we nailed it. No. (laughs) Ironically, did not nail it. Nailed it.